0: They're super comfortable. You don't have plumbers crack all day because they stay up. Oh, Um, right. You don't know. Yeah, they are. They're just, they're, I, I've always had the theory, how come women are the only ones that can be dressed comfortably? Yeah. I mean, leggings are
1: awesome. They're awesome. I, I think it might be because guys are a little embarrassed of, uh, you know, showing their package out there. That might be part of it. What do you think? That was Tom Ski describing the benefits of tights, a.k.a. compression pants, a.k.a. long johns. Back to business today on the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. Did you know that uh, you can leave a quick uh, rating on Spotify? If you're listening to Spotify right now, we would definitely appreciate it. We need a couple of ratings, uh, a couple of people who are listening on Spotify uh, who have listened a few times and then they can leave a rating to get the party started. So if you get a chance, we'd appreciate if you've listened to the show, been enjoying it. A uh, five star review would be amazing uh, if you could uh, help out the show today and help uh, us find some more people. And share some of this uh, this good content we have coming in 22. This year we're gonna have some. It's gonna be the biggest year ever. Uh, so I'm excited to share that with you uh, coming up this year. This episode is sponsored by the Fly Fishing Film Tour. The Fly Fishing Film Tour is back. Don't miss it this year, as 2022 is the year of the return. F3T will be in a theater near you. Just check out uh, wetflyswing.com slash F3T to find a show near you. Lots of good stuff. Check it out. wetflyswing.com slash F3T. Or you can just head over to flyfilmtour.com right now. Tom Ski is back here to give us another round of uh, a little bit of a business round here. We're going to talk a little business and fly fishing, a little travel, a company creation uh we we tend to to talk it's been a while since tom's been on so we tend to go all over the place this one is definitely uh, a unique one so uh, check it out today we're going to talk about uh we're going to get in some hiking equipment uh a little uh tip that uh, tom uses with his bag and his pad Uh, we get an update on the show season coming up where what's going on there where tom's going to be where i'm going to be and we also get you a little seo uh, tip at the end so if you've got uh a brand out there you're trying to grow your website, Tom uh, brings some good stuff there, including a good resource that you'll want to check out if you need some help if you're trying to DIY that yourself right now. SEO is always a huge a huge player, a huge thing to grow your brand online and something that everybody should be doing. So without further ado, here is Tom Ski. How's it going Tom?
0: That's going good Dave. How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. We had you on um, way back in March of uh, 2020, so now we're going on two years. Does it it feel like two years to you?
0: It's blown by really quickly. Even with COVID, I mean, I went out and spent six weeks on the road when everybody else was in lockdown fishing and visiting and, you know, going all over the Rocky Mountain West and all the way into Seattle and back to Montana. But, uh, you know, it's been an adventure.
1: Yeah. How was that? So that was the trip. Uh, this is the thing you kind of recorded on your YouTube channel or what was this, this road trip?
0: Yeah, I was on my YouTube channel. Yeah. I went over and, uh, hung out at Whiting Farms for a few days and then went to Salt Lake and fished with one of the guys there and then went to salmon Idaho and hung out and fished and then went to, uh, Sandpoint and, uh, fished a few days up there with Doug and slam the cutthroat that was probably the best best part oh, wow. of the trip
1: west slope cutties
0: uh yeah we boated yep. uh 80 fish in a day and a half and they were all between 14 and 22 inches
1: oh wow yep those west slopes are aggressive all on dries
0: all on dries and yep. you could watch them coming up from the bottom from six to eight feet down. it was yep. freaking cool
1: that's amazing yeah, that's cool. So you got a lot going on always. Whenever we, we catch up every once in a while, and, you know, talk a little about the business stuff. And since we've uh, talked back in twenty twenty, you know, we had talked about some stuff. And you've got um, I want to dig into a little bit on the travel and uh, some of the trips and some of the you know stuff you have going. So I don't know even know where we start. When you talk, maybe let's talk tell people what you do. You know, what is your focus these days? Because I know you're. You love the social media. You love the SEO. Talk about kind of what keeps up like your normal week.
0: Uh, my normal week is I'm usually doing social media and, uh, SEO pretty much, uh, nonstop every day, a minimum of four hours a day. Yep. You know, that's just for companies that I work for. And and the big thing with social, like you and I were talking about earlier is you gotta be social And that's the reason most people don't get anything done or don't get any growth. Don't make any sales online. Um, anything like that. We actually had a good Christmas season. Um, yeah, we actually broke records this Christmas with online sales, Hmm. but, uh, you know, but it's, it's staying out there and doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's still engaging.
0: Yeah. like I said earlier, I mean, on every account I run, You know, I, I engage with at least a hundred people a day on every account. So that's, that's 300 to 400 people that I drop a note to talk to, you know, interact with their posting them personally, Mm -hmm. whatever, you just got to do it.
1: Yep. And you're just kind of searching around looking for people that are interesting to you, you know, whatever, good, cool picks or whatever. And you're just kind of shooting a DM and, and just, and that's it. And then you get a a certain percentage of those, a quarter, a third of those people who are kind of following back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Interacting, buying, asking questions about the companies that I work for, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Even ad sales for the magazines. It's uh, you know it's it's really interesting. Subscribers as well for the magazines because our magazines right. still in print. You yeah. Know, which is you know a rarity these days, and and we're seeing growth. So that's yeah. that's the other cool thing about it.
1: Yeah, you're seeing growth, and then you're going into. You're growing into the, like we said, the travel stuff, getting into a little more of that. Talk about that just a little bit. You know, I know it's, uh, uh, you're kind of like hot into it. Uh, tell us what you think that is looking like for you guys over the next, say, you know, couple years. What, what do you have going there?
0: Um, I think over the next couple of years, um, I honestly believe that within the next 18 months, we'll be up to doing, uh, 20 hosted trips a year, if not more. Um, right now we've got uh, seven booked into the Caribbean, everywhere from Belize to uh, the flats in Mexico to the Bahamas and even Puerto Rico. Um, and then uh, we've got another one going to South Alaska for for wild steelhead, 100% wild steelhead. Uh, videos will be posted this next week and we'll be starting to do bookings there. And, and the fish are incredible. They're 16 to 20 pounders all wild it's all walk and wade and it's inc- it's incredible and then the other really cool trip we've got coming up this fall is uh is sea run brown trout to a lodge in denmark which oh, wow, in denmark to denmark yep so we're That's gonna amazing. we're gonna expand out and uh get a a global uh a global travel thing going on and what's what's the difference between us and um other people like, well, yellow dog and some of the others in the industry is they're all travel agencies. Yeah. We're a media company. Uh, when we do trips with lodges, they get, uh, they get, they get content in our magazines. They get ads, they get photos, they get videos. I mean, we, we totally take care of them and help promote them on a year round uh, Mm -hmm. basis to, to keep things going. And these trips, a lot of these trips, uh, we've been running them for four years now and we're going back to the same places the same weeks. Uh, and we're filling up. It's not an issue. First class trips, especially the Caribbean trips. Uh, we do a chartered flight out of, uh, out of Fort Lauderdale and it's a, it's a private small jet. You get on you're served champagne. These, These are all first class trips.
1: There you go. No, that's amazing. I think that's the, uh, uh, we had, um, you know, talking about Denmark or well Norway, we had Erlen, uh, uh, Nielsen on, he's kind of the, um, he's like the expert, uh, Norway, right? Team Norway. And we talked about a little bit about sea run Browns and, and just lo- even local. I mean, they're native Browns up there up in the, in the Hills. It's pretty amazing. So, um, I mean, that's the cool thing about fly fishing. I'm excited about because it's become this worldwide thing. I can't imagine there's a place in the world you couldn't go and catch a fish on a fly. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, totally. Um, I was amazed and, and I just learned this not that long ago about the brown trout fishing in Kenya.
1: Oh, in Kenya wow, yeah
0: it's it's a big thing. There's guys running trips out of there, down there out of England and it's it's a big deal, and yep. I didn't even realize that um, before they were ever introduced in the US in uh, 18, what was it, 1870, whatever into Michigan and then into New York, uh, they were actually put in Kenya before them in the high mountain regions
1: oh wow there you go that's amazing yeah so so basically and i love what you mentioned too about the media you know the difference is that you guys are a media company first which is you know that's a big thing people are looking to like we said how do you get your name out there how do you grow your business if you're able to come to some of these companies or whoever you know your partners and say hey we'll we'll get you out to these you know hundreds of thousands or millions of people whatever it is you know what i mean that's that's and you get content so you're actually getting some photos along the way
0: Right, yeah. Uh, And I'm uh, pretty close to what I would be calling an SEO expert anymore. So, you know, your content and everything that goes online, which is written differently than it is for for print, and it has to be set up differently on the website, it definitely brings an ROI and a value. There's just no doubt about it. You will get bookings from it.
1: That's cool. Yeah. And this, in this episode for those listening is going to be a little more like your last one, you know, I think the title was, I can't remember, but I think it was kind of on the title of, you know, monetizing, you know, we talked about similar things, you know, monetizing your business. So this is going to be on the same lines a little bit here. So, um, and I know we, we definitely have a lot of people who listen in who have brands, you know, businesses in the fly fishing space. So, so I think this is, this is definitely cool. Um, well, let's, let's keep on the, on the track of the, the travel, because I'm, I'm curious to hear about a couple more of these trips. So what is your, so you got a bunch of these things going on 20, uh, trips or whatever. What is the, it looks like for you to put these together. I mean, when you say hosted trip, does that mean that you're going on all 20 of these trips or how does that look?
0: No, it, it doesn't. Um, Joe, the owner of the mag of tail and strong magazine is going on some of these, uh, Ryan, who is the editor at uh, Strong Magazine. He's actually putting together some cast and blast stuff for down in Texas for Mm -hmm. redfish and ducks and upland birds as well. He'll be going on those. And I believe I'm going on the Alaska trip, and I'm working on a couple of other Rocky Mountain ones that I will will go on. And Joe has indicated that he'd like me to do one of the saltwater trips as well, so I probably will do that.
1: And the way that works, is this like a typical hosted trip? I mean, typically you go to say, and this is probably not the way you're doing it, but you go to the, a company, a lodge or something like that and say, Hey, you know, uh, let's do a hosted trip. I will bring you five clients and then, then I kind of go along for free sort of thing. How is it different from that sort of deal?
0: Well, it's along those lines, but you got to understand that even like yellow dog takes a percentage of the gross revenue. Uh, from mm-hmm. the lodges which we do as well our fees aren't as high as theirs and and other than that it's pretty much the same as what you just described
1: yeah pretty much same so this is a so it's a hosted trip thing so out of those trips these are all hosted and and essentially yeah the the lodge is getting you know they're getting more clients which is great and then and then you're obviously getting to go on a cool trip and then do some of the promote how do you do the like the promotional the uh videos photos how's all that come together who's taking that
0: Usually, the hosts on the trip were all pretty accomplished photographers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Ryan really is. I guess I really am too. Um, you know, Joe and a couple of the other guys are. Yeah, they're they're okay. They're they're good. Um, yep. You know, the photos aren't shoddy or anything like that. They're all high res, high quality photos shot with good cameras. Yep. And and then we just take and put that stuff out, create ads. I put it up on social media. And we have a pretty large, uh, extensive social network that we, uh, that we use. I mean, strong and Tail have got their own internal network. And then I have an external network that I built, uh, over the years since 2009, that I have 400,000 uh, followers that are just, uh, fishing and hunting.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, Gotcha.
0: So that, you know, that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. That's right. And talk about this, uh, this Denmark trip. So how did this come to be? Because that seems like the one that's kind of maybe the furthest away, or is that, is that the most remote compared to, uh, of what you're doing?
0: Um, yeah, actually it, it really is. And definitely the furthest away, um, the Alaskan one's pretty remote. I, I can't get into where that's at. Just... Oh
1: yeah. Secret, top secret.
0: Yeah. That's kind yeah. of top <laughs> secret unless you're booking and, yeah. and videos will be online, um, next week for all of this.
1: And where will they be online? Where can they see these?
0: Um, you'll be able to find them on the tail magazine at tailflyfishing.com. dot com. We will okay. have them there and then I'll be putting them in social posts and things like that as well.
1: Okay, perfect. So you're going to be heading and then Denmark, what, um, is that something that you're, I mean, how do you coordinate that? So you call, you, is this a lodge over there you're working with?
0: Yes, it's a lodge and this all came together through, uh, through Morton from, uh, and, uh, Morton and, uh, Steve Silverero from vice oh, yeah. and uh, Eric's hooks actually mm-hmm. helped put all this together. And this is a really nice lodge right on the, right on the sea up there and mm-hmm. a river right next to it. And we just kind of, uh, we're doing such a good job with these other ones. It just kind of fell into place. Oh, it did. Yeah. is the best way to put it. We didn't, uh, we didn't go out pursuing it. They actually came to us. No kidding. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, what else do you have going Is from the, you know, staying on the travel perspective? How do you see this looking? Say it, it does take it in the next, uh, right now it's kind of early 2000, you know, 22, you know, you've still got a little bit of the COVID stuff going. First of all, is that, is that an issue? Let's talk about for those who haven't traveled much. How, how much of an issue is that in planning?
0: Um, this year that seems like it's turning out to be maybe be a little bit more of an issue. I mean, the thing that helps us is we've got, you know, a chartered flight. We run into the Caribbean and and Mexico, but going to Alaska and Denmark, you know, where everybody's going to have to be booking their own flights to go there. And that could be a little tricky with all the cancellations that have been going on because of, you know, well, right. Weather's been part of it, but COVID has been a major part of it as well. Now, the Alaska stuff we put together, one of the gentlemen, we put this together with his wife works for Alaska Airlines, and she will help us coordinate the trips for everybody that wants to go so that uh, it'll make it a lot easier for getting up there. Yep, that's perfect. Then once you get there, you know, we all got to arrive on the same day, and then we're taking a float plane over to to the island where we're going.
1: Oh, gotcha. So, and you mentioned the trip. Take us to that that West Slope-Cuddy trip. Now, where was that again?
0: Uh, that was in Northern Idaho. I really don't want oh, to no. mention the stream. Yeah. yeah, No, no. We don't want to give any
1: secrets <laughs> there either. No. We'd make people mad if we did that. Um, but I'm curious on your travel. So what did you do there? You went on like, was this a hiking fishing trip you did camping trip?
0: Um, yeah, it was. Um, I just did, uh, I had closed everything up in Colorado, put it in storage, um, and, uh, took off to, uh, go meet a bunch of the pro team members from Whiting Farms and mm-hmm. just wanted to spend six weeks out fishing because originally I was going to go out, I had a Pacific Crest Trail permit and I was going to go, friends of mine were hiking the Pacific Crest Trail all the way through and I was going to go join them and do sections and run logistics for them but some of the people couldn't get here from Germany because COVID hit mm. You know that March and yep. Other people couldn't even get off the East Coast to get to California. California wasn't being real receptive to the hikers on the trail. So everybody decided to bag it. So I had already put everything in storage and gotten rid of my apartment and everything and just decided, well, I'm just going to spend six weeks on the road and fish and hike and video and just do what I want to do. And and I wasn't worried about COVID. And uh, it it was a great time. Moab was awesome. In fact, what was really interesting about Moab, and I left uh, Memorial Day, so everybody gets yeah. an idea of the time frame, and uh, the, the campgrounds were full, and what was really interesting, like, in one of the campgrounds that I stayed at over there in Moab, uh, there was a guy from Wisconsin, and, and me, and everybody else was from California, which <laughs> was just kind of
1: funny. No kidding.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, and the whole time I was in Moab, like, all the bars were open, and, oh wow! And in that time frame, with all those people there, they'd only had eleven recorded cases of COVID at that time. Huh? Crazy. It was crazy, and there was all yeah. these people running around. None of us were wearing masks. Uh, you know, <laughs> we were going out, and even when I went to to Northern Idaho, same situation. I was going to brew pubs with live music. Mind you, the music wasn't in the bar; they had it out back outside. Set yeah. the tables up outside you know, so it was lots of fresh yeah. air blowing through, but sure.
1: It's hard to figure out.
0: Awesome time. It was the only time I ran into lockdowns and weird stuff is when I got to Seattle because that's yeah, when that's right. <laughs> the group took over downtown Seattle and oh, I right. couldn't wait to get out of there. That was just, that was strangeville, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: I know. There was some, there's been some weird stuff. No, I think it's hard. Everybody has a hard time figuring out kind of what's you know what's going on. What's what's truth. What's you know what to do. You know what I mean. It's like all the way down to like the um, you know the booster shots and stuff. All this the stuff is going on. But I think bottom line is you got out and did you do like kind of a backcountry? Were you actually hiking in the backcountry doing that sort of thing, or more camping out of your car?
0: Um, I did camping out the car, but I did a little bit of backcountry hiking and stuff. I mean, probably one of my fatal mistakes was as I got to Sam in Idaho, and. I threw on the backpack and took off for two days there, and it never got above forty degrees and snowed on me every day. Oh, nice! Day. So, there you go. Like, <laughs>
1: what, what sort of tent did you have? A pretty nice tent.
0: Um, yeah, I have. A, I use a Climate Gear. I really like those guys out of uh, Utah.
1: Oh, is that with a K? Climate with a K.
0: Yeah, with a K, and uh, yeah, I have uh, the the. The Max Canyon, I have the two and the four-person one, and then they've got probably, for the money, the best zero-degree bag on the market. Oh, really? Oh, I love that thing. I mean, no, I've no got out that thing at below zero and been just toasty.
1: Is this a down bag?
0: Um, It's a down and synthetic
1: mix. Oh, it's both.
0: Yeah, it's a KSB uh, Zero is the is a brand. I have it on my web. You can buy it off my website or off from them.
1: Oh, okay. And what's your, and remind us again, your website. com. Okay. Yeah. Of highways. So basically you, do you feel like with what you have going, you're pretty dialed into the, you know, the camping, you you know, that you've got a good set of gear to use if you're going to go out in the back country.
0: Oh yes, totally. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I use, I have an Osprey pack. Um, and I, I like other, I've used other manufacturers as well. And, yeah. but the Osprey just fits me the best. You know, you got to go with what fits you the best.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, let's go to that. This is a, I, I love this stuff because I'm kind of a gear nerd. It sounds like you kind of are too. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> so if we're going, we're getting our stuff set up, I'd love to hear kind of your gear. So you got the uh, the, the climate gear, which is cool because I think that's a, a pack uh, or a tent that maybe a lot don't know about. And then what's the Max Canyon? That's Max Canyon? How do you spell that?
0: Yeah, Max, M-A-X-K-A-N-Y-O-N. That's a climate tent.
1: Oh, wow. I love that it's Max Canyon because Max Canyon, for those that know, we have a connection over here to Max Canyon, an area, a location, you know, on the Deschutes that I have some family history of, but, and it was Max Canyon. It was a big, in fact, there's a steelhead pattern, in the Max Canyon, right?
0: There is. I've tied
1: several of them. So that's it. So that's the, uh, so that's the fly that Max Canyon, for those that don't know, I always love, I I don't sprinkle this in too often, but that was a fly back in the old days my dad created and, uh, and it's kind of a known. Wow. The orange and black was yep. a cool color for, you don't see a lot of orange steelhead type flies, or at least you didn't back then in the seventies.
0: Yeah, very, very few.
1: So Max, so then, um, and then Osprey is the pack. What about, take us to your, uh, take us to your boots.
0: Oh, my boots. I'm a, I'm a huge mural fan, but I don't yeah. wear boots.
1: Oh, you don't. What do you do? Hiking, sh- or, uh, runners?
0: I wear sandals.
1: Are you hike in sandals?
0: I backpack in sandals with a 40 pound backpack on What? My yeah, in fact, I'm really disappointed, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Mural made the best backpacking sandal on the market. They were phenomenal. Yeah, and I finally have wore them out. I've got I don't know, pretty close to three thousand miles on them, and there's no tread left on the bottom of them at all. Wow! And uh, they were, they were called Rock huh.
1: and
0: uh, I I knew the designer and stuff uh, from Mural. Um, Cass was his name and they discontinued them for some reason. And I have no, I have not been, I've tried Tevas and all these others and none of them are as nice as that shoe.
1: What about, uh, Chacos?
0: Um, I've had several pair of those. Uh, they just don't fit my foot right.
1: Yeah, that's the key. That's amazing. So why do you hike in sandals when a nice pair of boots maybe gives you more support?
0: I just, I've always been a sandal guy. And now because I've wore sandals for so long, um, even when I was guiding all the time, you know, I spent 16 years rowing a boat. Oh, wow. I wore sandals all the time then too. And that's how I weighted was in sandals. And in yep. those days I wore Tevas all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did have a pair of Chacos with the felt on the bottom and, and that kind of stuff I wore occasionally, but pretty much I always wore
1: Tevis and, uh,
0: it, it, but I've got one foot now that's a half a size bigger than the other one.
1: Oh yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, that's right. That's that's typical. So tell me that. So you got sandals. Then that's your uh, that's your boot. What's your uh, w- what's your like? Uh, get into the stove. What do you use for a stove? I use a pocket rocket. Yeah, pocket rocket. That's like a butane, tiny, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's the liquid you you know you haul your fuel with. Oh yeah, it's the screw on can. Yeah, the butane. Jeez.
1: Yeah. And then what do you use for your, um, do you have a like a, a thermo rest or something under your sleeping bag?
0: Uh, I actually use a Climates insulated pad.
1: Oh, they have one too. So it's not a blow up, it's actually a foam?
0: No, it's a blow up.
1: Okay, it is blow up, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's insulated, it's really nice. Yeah, they gotcha. make it wide and narrow, and I use the really narrow one. And the there other trick go. is, I got the sleeping bag because I... Um, fish tank, who, if you look him up on YouTube, I know him really well. Uh, fish tank, uh, has done the Pacific crest trail right now. He's doing the continental dividing in, uh, two seasons, which I, you know, hiking straight through anymore to me is just, I'd rather split it up and enjoy the hike and carry a flyer, yeah. but right. uh, he uses a quilt and he puts his, uh, blow up pad on the inside of the quilt, and I actually bought the large sleeping bag and I put my blow up pad on the inside of the sleeping bag. Oh, that you way go. you you, you get less holes in your pad
1: Uh huh.
0: and it's a lot more comfortable. if You don't fall off your pad in the middle of the night.
1: Oh, you don't fall off. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That's good. What about a light? What do you use for your light out there?
0: Oh, I use, I use the diamond, the, the rechargeable diamond. Yeah. Oh,
1: diamond. Yeah. yeah. Black diamond. And, um, and do you do any, uh, trekking poles or anything like that?
0: No, I don't because I, I always walk around. I usually have uh, two SLRs with me. Most of my friends think I'm crazy. They all start out with a base weight of a pack of between 12 and 15 pounds. And I start out with 12 to 15 pounds of camera gear
1: before I get to my Oh, wow. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Are you a Canon camera person?
0: Um, no, I'm a, I'm a Nikon.
1: Yeah. There you go. Cool. Well, the final thing I'm going to ask you here on this gear list, this is good, I always uh, love getting this, is what's your luxury item if you're in the backcountry, the one thing that maybe you don't have to have but you love to have? Um, Could be your camera, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Be my cameras. Yeah. Because they mean more to me than anything. I mean,
1: everything else is
0: just pretty basic.
1: Now, a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Fly Fishing Film Tour is back. Don't miss this year's uh, 2022 F3T as it returns to theaters near you. Lots of good stuff uh, this year. As always, uh, there's been a little hiatus uh, from what we've had going on, obviously. So I think everybody's excited to get back out and watch some of these events. Uh, I'm sure... Uh, based on your venue things might be uh, a little bit different but uh, i'm excited to get out myself it's been a few years at least a couple since i've been to this one so we're gonna we're gonna be heading out and checking out the action we've had a few guests on of late uh yaku lucas is one i can think of and a few others i know that have some films out there so i'm excited to see what everybody shared and i'm excited to share the excitement with you They are back, so uh, check them out. Uh, You can head over to wetflyswing.com slash F3T to find a show near you and get some inspiration and dose of super goodness today. I'm in for it. This year is going to be the big year for trips, so uh, if you can, check it out, get some inspiration, uh, flyfilmtour.com. Let's do this. Okay, back to the show. And then, what about your rod? So, if you're going on a trip in the backcountry, how much stuff are you just putting in a little a little pack rod, or you bringing, like the float tube and everything else?
0: Uh, I don't bring the float tube. Uh, that's too heavy.
1: That's an yeah. extra ten pounds. That's too much. Uh, yeah,
0: that's that's way too much. Uh, now, I usually I usually throw in uh, two fly rods. Um, they'll both fit in one tube. Uh-huh. And lately, I've been backpacking with the uh, the Snowy um, Prestige One Weight. And the Snowy uh, eight foot three weight.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So they got, yep. So Snowbee. Yeah. So Snowbee has, I'm not even totally familiar. I know we've talked about them over the time, but they've got a bunch of different products. I know they have that killer jacket, right? They, they have.
0: Uh, unfortunately they don't have the jacket anymore. Oh, they got rid of the I, jacket. I, yeah. That, that was a manufacturer thing. And, and that, that's due pretty much because of COVID and supply issues right now. Oh yeah. Which is like, man, if you didn't get one, you really anybody that didn't get one really missed out this was by far the best waterproof down jacket i've ever seen and the way it was put together the down never sagged in it you never had to worry about that it was a pretty incredible jacket now they are working on a new design with a new manufacturer and we'll just see where that goes but uh, their fly rods are are really nice for the money and and that one weight uh, talk about a fun rod. If you, if you put their distant casting line on it, that one weight will cast 80 feet.
1: Mm, no kidding.
0: Yeah, no kidding. If you've got the room to, uh, do a back cast, that thing will lay out there like you wouldn't believe. And, yeah. uh, last year I took a trip in August and, uh, I went to the upper Taylor above the reservoir and I spent the whole day up there and I was catching a uh, 10 to 14 inch brown trout all day long on a chubby with that one weight rod. And it was a riot.
1: There you go. Chubby is a good fly.
0: It really is. Yeah. And I use the same fly all day.
1: (laughs) Yep. There you go. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, what about the, uh, so I I can't leave you here without getting into the trout leggings. Are you still working with, what's the name of that, that brand? Doug at Cognito brands.
0: Yes. I am still working with that brand. I'm wearing a pair of the, uh, the trout dream ones right, (laughs) right now.
1: Yeah are these compression, uh, what do you call them? Compression leggings?
0: Um, they could be if you bought them a size smaller because they are 15% spandex. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love them. I live in them.
1: Yeah. You're really. So what, what's so good about for somebody that doesn't ever wear leggings? Why, why would, uh, why would you want those?
0: Cause they're, they're super comfortable. You don't have plumbers crack all day cause they stay up. Oh, right. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're just, I've always had the theory, how come women are the only ones that could be dressed comfortably? Yeah. I mean, leggings are
1: awesome. They're awesome. I I think it might be because guys are a little embarrassed of, uh, you know, showing their package out there. That might be part of it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that could be, but I don't don't worry about it. What I find kind of funny is we have a group of uh, uh, gentlemen uh, from one of the fishing clubs in uh, Utah. They buy the leggings, and then Dutch actually has boxers, too. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> which I really—they're—they're they're nice. They're just too slick for me. They fall down. I don't care for. Them. But the guys will buy the leggings and then buy the boxers in a different style to wear over top of their leggings while they're out wet
1: waiting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But they're comfortable. That's the bottom line. They're comfortable. They—they are they warm? Is it like wearing a pair of um, like warm like long johns? Um.
0: Yeah. They would be. Yes. Totally.
1: Yeah. So it's the same thing. So basically, it's like you're wearing. It could be like a long john essentially too.
0: Yeah. It could be.
1: That's a good thing. So that, that's a good, because I definitely wear, I like the long john, especially in the winter. So these things, and, and what is the material? Is it a, it's not wool? No,
0: it's uh spandex and I don't know what else is in it. I guess I ought to update myself and know, cause I'm actually, yeah. I'm doing four shows for Doug this year. So.
1: Oh yeah. Talk about that, uh, Tom, real quick. I, I'm curious. So uh, on the shows you have, I know we're, by the time this goes out, I think one of them or they'll already be going, but what what do you have coming up here?
0: Um, I'll be in Denver. Uh, I believe that's the thirteenth of February that starts. And then the next weekend, I'll be in New Brothels, Texas, for the Trout Unlimited Fly Fishing Show. And the weekend after that, I will be. I believe it's Mesquite for the uh, Fly and Brew Fest. I'll be oh, a wow. booth there, and then into March, I'll be at ITDF in uh, in Salt Lake.
1: That's right. And I think I'll see, uh, I'd love to get to Denver. I'm not sure if I can make it, but definitely IFTD I'll be there. What, what do you think when you go to those shows, what is your most, um, you know, what do you love most about going to those shows?
0: Um, just interacting with the people. Yeah, I'm, I'm a. I like to talk, which, you know, so, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, I just love seeing everybody and talking to everybody and reconnecting with old friends and guys I used uh-huh. to ride with and, you know, things like that i mean denver is always a great one because i get to see dave blackburn and you know and some of the guys that i worked with for years and mm-hmm. those 16 years i used to row a boat and uh yeah it was uh it's just nice to connect with everybody
1: that's right when you go there you know quite a few i mean like percentage wise what do you think how many people when you go there do you I obviously there's new people always coming in but do you know quite a few of the folks there
0: yeah. I usually know somewhere between 50 and a hundred people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's always the, I always remember that about this. And that's always the people, you know, listen, again, we've been kind of on a, you know, I think we've mixed it up a little bit here today on a, you know, talk a little business, a little bit of everything. But, um, for me, you know, IFTD, I mean, that was where we met right back yes, in it is. I think 2019, 2020. And that's the power it just shows you, this is the power of, you know, with all the zoom calls and everything, um, there's nothing that still, right. That kind of takes over from doing the in-person because the connection we made, we probably wouldn't be doing this episode if it wasn't for that. Same with some other people I met there. So does that feel like that's probably the most powerful thing?
0: Um, yes, I totally agree. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I've been doing the shows for a while. Do you remember the Ed Rice shows?
1: Uh, uh Ed Rice. I do. was he the, uh, was this the Western stuff or what was, I, I know the name.
0: Yeah, this is the Western stuff out of Portland, and then oh yeah, you know, one in yeah. California. It was the big one, yeah, Desto or whatever it was back then, and
1: yeah, so that was it. So it was Ed Rice before it was the whatever they call him now, because there are still shows that are not the fly fishing shows, but there the you know there are there is still one in Portland. I think there's some in Washington, right?
0: Right, yeah, there is,
1: but they're not quite as big. I mean, the fly fishing show with um, Chuck uh, Farimsky and, and you know in the gang, which I'm hopefully getting Chuck on soon as well. But uh, but those are the you know I mean obviously they're more um, well they got Denver not as much on the West uh, although I guess they do have the Pleasanton and then I think maybe do they do one up in Seattle as well?
0: Um, Yeah, it was Linwood, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So those are kind of the big, and that's why Denver is because it's kind of the biggest show in the country. Would you say that, or at least one of them?
0: Um, yeah, well, it's it's always our biggest show for sales by far. It it usually does. More than double of what all the other shows do.
1: Oh, it does. No kidding. So when you go in there, when you're setting up your booth and at the Denver show, are you going to be in a booth with somebody else, or how are you doing that?
0: Um, yeah, you know, it'll just be us in a booth. And um,
1: is that Cognito?
0: Yeah, with Cognito. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So you get your booth, and so you're going to move some inventory there.
0: Oh yes, we move a lot of inventory.
1: That's it. That's it. And then and then you sit there and I mean I want to get there and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it because if I can get there I'll probably just be moseying around connecting with people because I mean compared to say compare that to IFTD and IFTD obviously is it more business related but how many brands are, are there just an equal amount of brands at both events?
0: Um, usually there is. You know, and these will be doing a little differently. If, uh, any listeners out there have never seen a copy of tail magazine or Strung magazines, uh, in the Cognito booth at these four shows, I will have free magazines for the taking in those booths.
1: Oh, good. Okay. And that's your other, do you want to shed any light on what you have going with tail or Strung or any of your other partners, you know, today?
0: Well, tail and Strung. I guess I'd like to like highlight on those. Um, they're definitely a boutique, uh, Strong is an upland, uh, hunting, big game and, uh, freshwater fly fishing magazine. Um, it's, it's definitely coffee table quality. It's actually printed a little larger than, uh, most magazines are printed. Um, it has an excellent reach. It's uh, great writers. It's just, a, it's an awesome, it's an awesome value.
1: Yeah. And tail is the, I mean, it's pretty much the, the lead I mean, is is it the only uh, saltwater mag right now? Print mag.
0: Yeah, it's the only saltwater print mag, and we even do uh, articles and features on Eastern Europe, and that's that's kind of how the guys from Denmark came to us because we do we do articles over there on on sea run sea trout and and stuff like that, and uh, so they came to us about doing a hosted trip just because of our exposure in Eastern Europe.
1: Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, you got a bunch going on. I mean, when you look at the next, uh, kind of year out or so with what you have going, wh- how do you think it's going to change between what, you know, if you talk now versus a year from now, how would we be talking differently? What, what do you have coming up?
0: Um, I think differently, um, with, uh, I'm opening, opening a uh, media company just to write SEO content mm-hmm. for, uh, companies and I will have a group of writers. I'll I'll be involved, but I won't be as much hands on as I am. And I'm hoping to actually have somebody trained to be able to do social as good as I can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I hope to be out doing more hosted trips and fishing more, and a little more upland bird so hunting. So trips are going to be big, <laughs> exactly.
1: And some bird hunting. What What is it? Give us a little rundown on your um, on a couple of tips for. Like social media, if somebody was listening now and they're struggling, they're getting maybe just, a uh, maybe they're not even getting any new followers. What would you tell them in the next, say month they could do to, to increase what they have going?
0: To really increase and get things going on social is like, it says it's social. You've got to be social. You just can't put up a posting and, uh, and walk away and think that people are going to follow you, engage with you. In fact, there's, um let me see if I can find this really quick. Uh, there's an interesting, uh, statistic out there about how long a post lasts on each platform. Oh, right. Uh, you know, um, like you take Twitter, you put a post up on Twitter, it lasts 15, 20 minutes, but every time it gets retweeted, that adds another 15 to 20 minutes of its exposure.
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: I, and I built a network with people where stuff will get reposted up to 20 times over a couple of days. So that means that post on Twitter would last 400 minutes, uh, you know, right. per post, which is actually quite a bit. Yeah you can reach a pretty big audience where you take, um, Instagram, a post will last 48 hours on Instagram, uh, post on Facebook only lasts about five hours, but the reach on Facebook is so pathetic.
1: That's right. Um, you
0: know, I don't even worry about getting followers on Facebook anymore.
1: Yeah. Facebook's more about the, uh, the Facebook group. It's more about engaging, right. Creating a community sort of thing.
0: Yeah. That kind of thing. But it's really getting in and, you know, spend you know, everybody thinks this is free. Yeah, you can post, put your ad out there, blah, no. blah, blah. But that's that's all it is. You've got to engage. You've got to go in and like other people's stuff, create a conversation with them, you know, tell them what you think of things, give them an idea. But, you know, bring value to the community. That's awesome. Just don't sit there on your duff and put something out and think everybody's going to love you for it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. And then, and then what about Twitter? Because Twitter, um, I definitely like Twitter, but it seems like maybe it's not a, as hot for the fly fishing space. What's your take on Twitter?
0: Um, actually, I think it's actually on the fly fishing space. Um, it's actually over the last four months, I've seen a significant change.
1: Mm. You've seen some more like, engagement more in uh, what, what's been the change
0: a lot more engagement and all of a sudden there's a, a lot more new users or people that had gone silent are back doing things because the engagement has gone up.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think Twitter, yeah, I don't know. I've always liked it, you know, I mean, it's easy to see. I mean, it's obviously a lot different than Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and yeah.
0: Well, and I went over and I created a getter and a gab account as well. What's that? Uh, getter is, uh, Donald Trump's, uh, with whoever else they created this to compete with Twitter that's oh, really? Joe wrote, and all those guys have gone. And then gab is the kind of the same thing, but you know, I, all this stuff, I, I take it all with a grain of salt.
1: What about exactly? What about, um, what's the other one that's been pretty hot? Uh, not, not Twitter. What, what's the other big one out there I'm drunk
0: you mean uh, No,
1: no, no. It's it's more of an older one. It's more of a standard. It's the one with the short videos, the the dancing. Oh, you mean TikTok? Yeah, yeah. What about TikTok? Are you there?
0: Um, no, I'm not there. Um, just because mostly, you know, I I don't know. I'm doing this SEO program. And yeah. I've been in class. I've had a mentor for a couple of years, and I just don't. The stuff doesn't last long, and yeah. you got to put so much work into it. I've actually got better response out of doing YouTube shorts than I have out of, uh, doing out of doing TikTok.
1: Who's the, give a shout out to the person, the SEO person that you've been utilizing.
0: Julie McCoy.
1: Yeah. Julie McCoy.
0: I really like her. I mean, awesome. I've been doing her classes and programs for a couple of years now. They're, they're not cheap. They're, yeah. you know, they're a few grand a year, but you know, you get what you pay for. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, and I totally agree. I think that, Anybody that knows, you know, uh, right, has a business, you, you got to pay some money, you know, it's just like doing ads, you know, you've got to, if you're going to grow, you know, you've got to pay to play a little bit. That's kind of the deal. And I think the same thing with building your, your knowledge and experience, man, if you know, if you're not paying for courses every year, right, a certain amount, you're probably not going to be doing as well as you could be. So that's a great tip.
0: Yeah, it, it really is, and I mean, I went out and got all my Google Analytics certificates, and you know, I've been yeah doing Julie's courses. I guess two and a half years now.
1: That's awesome. Well, what is the uh, on Julie stuff? I know this is crazy because I I know I have uh, I kind of do the uh, Neil Patel follow him, and it's so overwhelming because there's just so much to do. If you wanted to give somebody a tip this month, something they could do that would be you know they could just handle maybe an extra hour or two a week. What would you tell them to do on the SEO end?
0: On the SEO end, um, it's all learning how to write. Oh, really? Or hiring a good writer.
1: So how do you write? So when you write something, let's say, well, I think we talked about this on the last one, but let's talk more, you know, somebody's got a brand, say a fly rod brand they're trying to promote. Maybe it's a new style of fly rod. What would they on their website, so what would they be writing? Do they have to write a certain number of words or a certain number of photos or how do they make that good content?
0: A blog ought to be a minimum of 350 words, but if you really want a piece of content that's going to have staying power and have a good ROI, it needs to be, you know, somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000 words, and it really needs to help somebody and help them solve a problem, and your paragraphs ought to not be any longer. Then a hundred and fifty words per paragraph. You need to make sure you're using your H1, two, and three tags. Mm-hmm. At you know for the for each paragraph about you know the tags have really got to be a short sentence that's either H2, H3. I prefer to use all H2s. Yeah, that describe what's gonna what you're gonna learn in that paragraph, and that's how the algorithms and the search engines work. And if you don't do that, you know, and you got to have X number of certain percentage of transition words. Sentences really ought to not be any longer than 20 words a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the algorithms are really screwed. It's a totally different way of writing where if you're used to writing for magazines or newspapers, that just doesn't cut it. The API structure for the internet does not work.
1: That doesn't work. And, and when you talk about, uh, where could we look at some of these posts? Could you go to TAIL or where would we send them to see kind of how you've done it?
0: Um I just put one up on strung um which I haven't totally finished but it does have all the tags in it and it is mostly correct because you know it was published in a magazine first and you know how some of these authors get I can't change their article too
1: much Oh right right who is the what what is that article is that the bird dog the dog training
0: No it's on uh, hunting the the white birds of uh winter it's an Alaskan ptarmigan article Oh okay and it ought to be right up at the front when you go to the blog section on the website.
1: On oh, the blog. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the front has a cool um, video of, of a hunt. So strong is a mix between hunting and fishing?
0: Yes, uh, fly fishing.
1: Okay. So fly, yeah, and I see the upland. So click on upland and that'll give us a, um, that'll give us, oh, gunning the white birds of the winter, right?
0: Gunning the white birds of the winter. That's one I, I just finished SEOing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a look at that. So I'm looking, so you got, yeah, you got a title, you got Jim, I guess Jim McCann wrote that one yes, he did. and you got a cool photo understanding. And then you got your H2s and then you got, yeah, your content, some good photos. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty standard. I mean, you got basically content, you got content, you got photos and yeah, really there's no other multimedia. You don't have any videos or any sort of infographics, but in that one, basically right there, because you have enough words photos and stuff like that it's keyworded it, that's gonna rank that's gonna rank fine what was the keyword on that one you were going for
0: um the keyword on that was Alaska hunting and uh ptarmigan hunting
1: oh and ptarmigan so ptarmigan hunting in Alaska yeah yeah tarmigan yeah so if you put that in that's one of those cool things where you could I'm not sure how you do it I'm always this is my nerdy you know we're kind of nerding out on this but I always look at it like okay if I put in my main keyword and I try to find out what you know, you get a certain number of volume. Are you looking at search volume saying, I need this thing to be a certain size or what do you look at there?
0: With stuff I write for sale stuff for Snowby and stuff like that. I am but for this type of stuff. It's a little harder to do because I mean how many people are really looking for ptarmigan hunting in Alaska?
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not as many as it. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Although people are, I mean, I would love to. Again, it comes back to it's like man, I would love to do that trip. I've never done it. I've
0: I would too, but I'm betting that only 300 searches a month.
1: It's 140. 140, okay. So you know that. So you're you you know your stuff. I'm looking at my I'm looking at Uber, you know, suggest here and it's like, okay. It's 140, which is definitely, I mean, I'll go for 140 keywords because they're easier to rank for. Oh, yeah,
0: they are. Well, that's even like fly fishing apparel. That's yeah. only search for 720 times a month. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know? wow. you know? so that's a top for where if you take uh, outdoor apparel and hiking clothes, those are in the thousands.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I'm looking at strong. Now the keywords, these are some of the top keywords that strong's ranking for. And like, I don't even know what this means. Dingo hunting, DIY doll sheep hunt, Alaska, number one. Uh,
0: Dingo hunting is a uh, Australian article we wrote.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. And then, um, then there's one big one. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's a, it's a mixed fishery magazine is, is ranking in the top 10. So I don't know. This is the nerdy, uh, uh, SEO stuff, which is really important, right? If you want to get your stuff to grow, you got to kind of do it.
0: Yeah, I, I find it now. The one you're using that system, I've never used that. I use SEM Rush. I used Moz for a little while, but uh, I switched to SEM Rush.
1: Yeah, this is uh, Uber suggests is Neil Patel's. He's it's similar. I think it just doesn't have quite the the detail on the super nerdy stuff. It's more this one's more for the general the general public. So yeah, but he's a uh, he's got some good info. So I'll
0: have to go check him out. Yeah,
1: yeah, check it out check it out it's got a pretty good he's got a pretty good um uh, paid thing that's not that's not too bad and um but i'm sure my goal here this year is to get um to get uh, dom on and taking over this seo because i just don't have time you know what i mean it's just like you said like who has time to spend four hours a day other than like you right that you have that's what you do
0: yeah and i'm gonna have to finagle that a little bit this summer is going to be a little tricky because i'm actually going to be uh um, doing fly tying and, uh, oh, yeah. working at a lodge fly shop in West Yellowstone this summer right on the banks of the Madison, but no internet there.
1: You're working in a fly shop?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be working at Jim's, uh, fly co at, uh, Campfire Lodge this summer.
1: Oh, really? This summer you're going to be working in, in Jackson hole. Uh, no, I'll be in West Yellowstone. Yeah, similar, right. It's all it's all around the, yeah. I always think of, I always put those together, but I know they're different, right? That's the funny thing is that West Yellowstone is, is quite a bit different than Jackson. Yeah, it is it's totally different. <laughs> totally different, I know. I know, totally. That's funny. For those that don't know, if they haven't been through there. It's uh, it's an amazing spot because, I mean, we were just there this last year and it was like, wow, I mean, you got to plan your stuff out. Otherwise, you're getting trapped in a freaking two-hour line to get into the park. and
0: Oh, yeah. Or get out of the park. Or get or... out of the
1: park, yeah. I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah. I really think about what I'm doing. I go in and out of the park and where the, where I go hiking and I'll be doing backpacking trips down there. I'm going to do some three dayers and oh, good. To, yeah, my goal is to hop on the continental divide trail with one of my friends coming through and, uh, hmm. he ought to be Montana early this year. So yeah. looking forward to getting up, doing a couple hundred miles with him and, uh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. I would like to get, um, uh, Bob Jacklin. Uh, he's definitely a name that keeps coming up. I need to get him on, on the show.
0: Yeah, I was I went in and saw Bob a couple of times this last year. I it'd been a long I hadn't seen Bob in for probably fifteen years or better. And, you know, and I used to go in there well I used to hey well Pat Barnes is who taught me how to tie flies and that's who Bob bought the shop from and stuff.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you got so you got a connection there. But you're not in you're up in uh Colorado, right? No, I'm in Montana. Oh, you are? Why did I think you were in, so where where are you at in Montana? Oh uh, I'm just outside of Livingston. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you're, damn, I, I don't know why I was thinking about that the whole time. I guess that's because I of the Denver stuff. I was in
0: stuff. Colorado. I, I, when I packed up and left, I left for good.
1: <laughs> oh, so this recent thing, when you took your trip, you left for good.
0: I left for good. I didn't know where I was going to settle then.
1: Are you serious? So you, so you were in Colorado. You were like, okay, I'm going to pack things up. And like, literally you packed it up in a, um, like, uh, what, a storage unit?
0: Uh, in a storage unit and filled my, uh, little Jimmy up and, uh, went four by four and hit the road. Yeah.
1: And you hit the road and you're like, okay, no turning back. And I'm, I'm heading out. And, and then how did you know where you were stopping or where you were, where you're putting up you're like where you live?
0: I didn't know until, uh, August of that year.
1: Till August of what year was that? Of,
0: uh, 2020. Oh,
1: 2020. Yeah. So it's, so it's been, it's been now almost uh, a yeah, year and a half. So, so you didn't know until August and tell you what you roll into Livingston and you're like, Hey, this looks like a good place to stay.
0: Um, yeah. And well, there's, there's a backstory too. We've, the family's had a house here, uh, since, uh, 1915 oh, gotcha. and nobody lived in it for 37 years.
1: Oh, wow. So you're, you're like doing some remodeling too now?
0: Oh, frick. New furnaces, new plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have no idea. <laughs> now, is this on the banks of a, of an amazing river? Um, No, it isn't. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Okay, as I say, because it sounds like maybe you have another lodge, Uh, Livingston. Right? Is a pretty. What's the in Livingston? What is the? uh, What are the hot? What's the hot river there?
0: Oh, you got the Yellowstone, and then you got all the spring creeks. You got Dupuis and Andersons, and uh,
1: yeah. But you have the Yellowstone. You actually have the Yellowstone, which is crazy.
0: Actually, have the Yellowstone. Yeah, totally.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, you've had some major. The last year and a half for you has been some. um, I mean, does it feel like it's been a, a, a whole? change in your world or is this like no big deal?
0: Um, it's been a change, but no big deal. Um, I was ready for change. So there
1: you go. There you go. Nice, man. Well, well, I'm excited to see what you have coming. And I think we're going to be hopefully working on something in the next year. And, uh, it's always fun. This has become kind of, we don't do these business, um, episodes too often, but I think you're, you're kind of becoming maybe the, you know, my go-to uh, business, uh, you know, however, however you want to call it. I'm not going to call you a guru, but I will say I think you're ahead of a lot of people on some of this stuff. So, uh, so yeah, maybe we'll try to get you on again and do a follow-up and see where you're at.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. And we got to do it when I get back from Alaska and I can oh, talk yeah. about heading
1: <laughs> yeah yeah let's do that let's, let's do that yeah you got the alaska trip coming i'm interested to hear and whenever we can tell when we, if we can eventually break away the top secret uh classified level we, we will do that and maybe we'll, we'll get people into a trip out there to see what you have going
0: yeah exactly well we'll have enough videos and photos i think when you see this stuff your, your jaw will drop oh, if yeah. you're into steel.
1: well it's interesting you mentioned steelhead because you know right now you know the west coast and really around the pacific rim um you know canada bc i mean steelhead numbers have plummeted right we're seeing uh you know in the columbia basin one of the lowest uh, returns in the history of record keeping right uh, some of that's for summer steelhead but um but yeah so there's some stuff going on right now and and so it definitely is good to hear there's still some places that are they're that doing okay i think um Kemchaka is another place that is you know is doing fine so anyways i I, it's good to hear i think we're going to come out of it it's just going to be a little a little bit of time and 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 so but yeah i want to hear how that trip goes
0: yes definitely i'd love to get you on one of these too
1: oh yeah no i'm I'm coming i'm i gotta figure this out for you so uh thanks again for BSing with me for uh for some time here tom this has been fun and uh yeah we'll we'll catch up with you and keep in touch online
0: all right sounds good Dave. i'll uh, talk to you later
1: so, there you go. If you want to find all the show notes, all links, and everything else we covered today, head over to com slash 294. 294. We'll do the trick today. Uh, also, uh, com slash subscribe to get notified when the next episode drops. And we have one coming up, I believe, tomorrow. This is uh, this is going to be another three-episode week, so I'm excited um, that we're climbing into a whole nother, uh spot, another space in the podcasting and uh, what it takes to do this. So we're, we're getting three in today and as we go, we're probably going to see a few more of those. We're, we're not quite, uh, I'm not saying we're at a daily podcast level yet, but um, uh, we're working our way there. So uh, so check it out. Uh, we're going to be doing some big stuff coming up here, including some new types of episodes. And we got some big trips coming up here some big giveaways, some hosted stuff. Uh, So if you want to get out and connect with me on the water, this is going to be the year to do it. We're going to have some giveaway. I'll I'll be uh, giving a shout out to that. Like I said, um, a good place that you can uh, check out what we have going. So I'm going to let you get out of here, let you get to that next episode, and want to thank you again for all of your support and supporting the community, the podcast, and helping share that word with one new listener Uh, each week if we can one person that's all we need if every person in this audience right now out there listening if we all shared um one episode from the week or from the month uh, we would double we would do some crazy stuff so so help it out let's do this and uh and i will thank you right now in advance and look forward to seeing you on the next episode thanks for listening to the wet fly swing fly fishing show For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.